listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. And now, here's Mark Miller and David Moulton. Top of the morning to you. It is the first Monday of March. Hope you had a great weekend. Thanks for starting things off with us. Ah! Yeah, Miller and Moulton here on the Florida Sports Network, floridasportsnetwork.com. Thanks so much for being with us. Top of the morning to you, Mark. How are you? How was your weekend? It was great. It was busy. I'm in charge. The The Whoa. wife has left Whoa. town. She's left the daughter and I. She's on Hold a little on vacation. A Hold on. Isn't this like twice in a month? Yes. Wow. She's got a, a nice little thing going on here. Well, she's has the ability to mask these vacations as work trips. Oh, okay. All right. So where's she working this week? Uh, somewhere on a cruise ship destined for Mexico today, as far as I know. <laughs> Boy, that's a hell of a veterinary conference yep. going on on a cruise ship. Yep. CE at sea. That's where they're at. Uh-huh. Grueling. That's what it sounds like. It, man, it does oh, sound man. rough. Man, she may need a three-day weekend after she goes back from that. Well, funny you should say that. She gets back on Thursday in time to have a three-day weekend before she goes back to work. Well, it's a good thing, Mark. She's really grinding it out. You know, she is the breadwinner these days, so, you know. These days? These days. <laughs> this decade, for crying out loud. Mark, I threw that out there that way with the hope. That one day Miller and or Moulton would make money. That that's that's what that was all about. That was a sign of respect slash hopefulness. If you're looking to sponsor a radio show, now would be the time to let you know we have opportunities available. <laughs> that's all. That was just being hopeful. That's all. You know, there's, there's still time. Of course, it's never happened before. Why would it happen now? But come on now, Mark. You can't close the door on hope right not at all not at all as our buddy pat kerwin is fond of saying you have to provide winning or hope well goodness knows we haven't done a whole lot of winning we've grinded out a bunch of jeff fisher eight and eight seasons okay but maybe just maybe one of these days there is hope good to know that we've got some hope david i heard that there was a traumatic event though over the weekend for you that apparently the team of which you are an assistant coach of lost. Took our first L yesterday. The head coach took it a lot more, took it with a lot more difficulty than I think any of the eight-year-olds did. (laughs) And his assistant coach. No, I, I, trust me, I don't, you know me, I don't care. What's what I mean? I mean, you. Right. You probably deep down are kind of like, you know, these kids need to lose a couple. They'd won three in a row. It was time to let them get a loss and, f- and find out go. what that end of it was. I, You know me, I had no problem with, but when he was given this Newt Rockneys between innings, I, I had to walk away and laugh twice. All right, we're down two. We got to get the bats going. They don't know what you're talking about. The They're trying going. not to do circles in the outfield right now. Get the bats going. You're not going to do anything with my pink bat, are you? It's my favorite. <laughs> Uh, for goodness sake. I'm just curious, is there any incentive that kids are playing for these days? Because I don't know if they did this when you played, Mark. You and I are of similar age. When 
I played baseball, Little League anyway, if you won, you got ice cream. But if you lost, you only got the hamburger slash hot dog and fries. That was it. You know, I remember, and it wasn't at my field. I remember my buddy played, and they got a they got the uh, shaved ice there, the snow cones, if they won. That was the big thing. You got the snow cone if you won. Okay. And no, now really nothing. It's a it's a win win situation for the kids because now, David, what we have is a snack list, and every parent is in charge of bringing a snack because apparently we can't play a game without the kids having a snack. After the game. So snacks are provided. When when did your softball league turn into Rex Ryan's Jets training camp? You know, if the coach would have finished the game, hey, we took a tough loss, let's go have a snack. I would have probably been fi- more fired up about it. <laughs> uh, I can imagine back in the day my mom being in charge of snacks. She'd be like, yeah, I'm working two jobs. You're lucky I get the kid to the game. All right? Snacks? Please, we're going to hit a hamburger joint, okay, after the game for my kid. That's it. I don't have enough money for snacks for everybody else. Give me a break. What do you think the concession stands for? Well, those aren't healthy snacks. You're darn right. You're darn right. Uh-huh. Fuel for America for many a generation. She walked out with a little packet of some sort of, you know, fruit thing. She had some chips. She had a drink. I mean, it was like a meal for crying out loud. Goodness sakes. Problem she has, she had dad hold the ruffles. By the time she gets them back, there aren't any left. (laughs) Don't hand me the Uh, chips, kid. You know what's going to happen to those. Hey, it's the cost of doing business. Darn right it is. Miller and Moulton on this Monday. I got to tell you, I was out of town for the weekend. And I was in uh, the greater Baltimore area. The wife's best friend's youngest son became an Eagle Scout. Now both sons are Eagle Scouts. Let me tell you, they rattle off all the things that this 14-year-old has done already in his life. How insignificant did you feel? Man, I felt like a complete failure. I'm sitting there at 57 going, I don't know if I've done like three of these things. This guy's done all of it? He checked off this whole list? Man, no wonder he's so popular with the ladies. Damn, this kid's got it going on. Pretty impressive what they do. It really is. One thing I will say, though. Very dedicated to get to that level. But there was, you know, the ceremony afterwards, which was uh, very nice. And there were a couple times in the ceremony, though, in which, you know, you're up, down, up, down. Okay, I'm like, hey, hey. Sunday mornings for me, David. Throw a couple, throw a couple kneels, and you got a mass. Right. I didn't realize that Eagle Scout was like, you know, going to Catholic church on Sunday. I'm like, hey, hey, okay, enough, enough. This is like six up and downs. It's all I got in me. All right. I already feel insignificant. Now you're making me feel old with all the up, down, up, down. You're right, because if they give you six up downs, usually at our place they throw in a snack. We had to wait for the post-ceremony meal. Uh, so, which I will say was loaded with carbs. So it was a big hit with me. Big hit with me. But, so it was nice to see some people we don't normally see. Is there a buzz for the Orioles this year, David? 
Uh, a buzz? Eh, I wouldn't quite call it a buzz. No. A murmur? No. They're intrigued because they're like, well, listen, last year was incredible. Came out of nowhere. We won 25 more games than we were expected to win. But we added nothing, basically, to the pile. So they're kind of curious. Are we going to go back to being bad again? Or do we have a good young team that, the, you know, good young teams just keep getting better? And we don't really need to add to it. We just need them to keep developing. So that's the sense that I got. Plus, you know, it's it's a Penn State household, but the oldest goes to the University of Maryland. So you got that dynamic going on. Okay, That's a way to really right. upset the apple cart in the family there. Well, it's a much bigger deal to Maryland than it is Penn State, but the parents are really proud Penn Staters, dad in particular. Okay, I mean, I, the six of us were having dinner uh, Friday night, and I looked at him and I go, you okay with this? I said, no, I can't believe you're letting them wear a Terrapins hoodie there. And mom chimed in. Well, it was $4 on clearance. I go, oh, well, if it's less than 10 bucks, I understand. And it doesn't really count. But, you know, dad's like, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll maybe I'll wear something when he graduates. All right, that's it. Wow. Like, you know, next year it's Penn State at Maryland. Okay, who you – and the one son's apparently get – he wants to do what we do, which is – I've tried desperately to talk him out of it. I really have. All right, obviously. Keep working on fail. him. Have him call me. You know what? Here was where I failed. So we went. We had a Thursday night game on Fox in December, right before the pandemic, in Baltimore. And I made the mistake of taking him and his brother and his parents down on the field, Cowboys-Ravens, before the game. And Aaron Andrews was their tour guide. So needless to say, all right, he's hooked. He thinks it's exciting. He think everybody looks like that. Right. Okay. And right. works for a network and right. Yeah. It all right. it all goes that yeah. well when there's right. 10 of yeah. those jobs in the country. Maybe. And yes, so he's thinking, you know, bright lights, you know, superstar, what have you. And I keep looking at him and going, "Look at me. Look at me." Okay? This is your future. Does this excite you? Or plumbing? Think plumbing. You're always in need. You make really good money. There's never a recession, ever. But he's still got Aaron Andrews and, you know, Thursday night football still on his head. So, anyway. So, apparently, there's already a game circled on the calendar, Mark. I, who knew the Penn State at Maryland football was – such a biggie, but apparently it is. Well, there you go. Yeah. So that was my weekend. It was nice, though. I was around people, Mark. All right? People had, had broke bread with other people, had conversations with other adults. <laughs> I don't know what to do with myself. And I spent the whole weekend with an eight-year-old. So we were on opposite ends. You solving the world's problems and me getting ready for softball. Although a very funny thing happened. We were in the same row, same seats on both flights. Jacksonville to D.C., 
D.C. to Jacksonville. Well, it turns out that a family of five was in the exact same seats on the same flights. They were going up for a wedding. And it was a husband and a wife and three daughters, all between the ages of like 18 months and three years. <sighs> yes, they were directly in front of us for both flights. All right. God has a sense of humor. Let me tell you. Because our daughter was the kid who would stand up in the chair, turn around, look at the person behind him and go, hi, 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 for the whole flight. So guess what, Mark? We had three of those for two flights. Hi, hi, who are you? Hi. You're listening to Miller and Moulton exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. 21 minutes past the hour. Top of the morning to you. First Monday of March. Miller and Moulton, Florida Sports Network, floridasportsnetwork.com. We were not with you on Friday. It was not our fault. No, really, it wasn't. The internet didn't work in the building. Where uh, is Command Central? And it didn't just work for, like, you know, our studio. It, like, didn't work for the building. It affected, like, six other radio stations. I mean, we don't care about them, mind you, but I mean, it was just to let you know, it wasn't, it wasn't just an art thing. So by the time they got it fixed, you know, the show was basically, you know, so, you know, so that's why we weren't with you on Friday. I know you all think the minute we're not here, we've been fired again. And it's a logical conclusion to come to. <laughs> I mean, in 16, 17 years, we have been fired twice. <laughs> but... And so our diehards think the minute we're not there, we're fired. Not even that, hey, maybe they took a day off. No, no, they're not and it, there. And oh, it wasn't no, really a day wrong. off because we were up. We were ready. We were here. Right. Right. We did Everybody the prep like, work. We were ready to do the show. Right. Did it feel like a day off? I got up at 412 a.m. I mean, if you're getting up at 412, I mean, you want to do a show. I had notes and everything. Prep. I mean, I did a starting five to no one in particular. I just sat in front of my computer screen and just did a starting five. I almost called you to do today was a day win because it's a lot more fun when you interject certain points. And not only that, you did all the prep work. You're like, man, I want to get this in. Now, uh, I am taking Thursday and Friday of this week off. David is flying solo for two days, which should make most of you happy i'll be back in studio by the way i'll be in the 239 for thursday and friday all right we're coming to town we're getting our taxes done we got some business to take care of you know some things you guys close. are a traveling crew i mean this is two trips in two weeks holy cow <laughs> i'm not so sure we'll be able to that my wife will leave the greater jacksonville area for the rest of 2023 after next week but, but yeah, so, you know, leave the cameras, Mark. That's all I have to say. And Felipe may get his own camera for two days. Very dangerous precedent we may set. Finally. <laughs> Felipe hears the danger, though. That means when you fall asleep, everybody will see it. 
Well, this will encourage me not to fall asleep then. Yeah, Felipe, we've encouraged you. We've threatened you. It, just, it doesn't matter. It just when you're tired, you're tired. And so I'm just saying, and you only have to have a short doze off too. It could be 14 seconds. Yeah, he it's went captured forever. He went down Thursday. Oh, yeah, I did. Early. <laughs> Early. Uh, I wish you all, well, first off, it's another reason to take in Miller and Moulton via our Twitch channel. Okay, twitch.tv slash Miller and Moulton. <laughs> because Mark has a few different ways he handles Felipe falling asleep. All right, sometimes he just smiles, laughs, maybe even takes a picture. All right, sometimes he gets up and he like bangs on the window. All right, other times he'll like get up, he'll walk to the window. He'll just start gently tapping on it. He gives me a signal like, hey, you got to vamp for a little while. All right. I got to I gotta mess with the, the youngster here. So, so, Felipe, it usually depends on when you fall asleep. If it's during a slow time in the show, it's funny. When it's 6-12, it usually annoys me a little bit more. Right. If we're within 90 seconds of a break and you're asleep, it's worrisome. So, so Felipe, be ready. Get a good night's sleep Wednesday night, baby. All right. We're going to be there Thursday and Friday mornings. We're taking down the house. Uh, we've talked about this before and, you know, didn't want to start the show off with this. But when you're not a good team, the broadcaster is more important. And... When Dave Wills started broadcasting Rays baseball, you know, it was 2005. They hadn't had their breakthrough 2008 season yet. So he and Andy, you know, they're broadcasting teams losing 100 games every year. And a lot of older players on the downside, you know, they're the devil Rays. And they're being made fun of, especially by Yankee and Red Sox fans. And then, obviously, we all know what the Rays have done for the last 15 years. It's been remarkable. But also, Dave Wills, along with Andy Freed, have been a really good listen. You know, we were lucky enough to have the, the two of them on on a handful of occasions over the years. Haven't had them on in a while. But, I mean, you know, you've got Dwayne Stats along with Brian Anderson on television. They've been doing it for a while. They're a good TV team. And you got Dave Wills and Andy Freed on the radio. And I mean, you know, Mark, I don't know how much baseball you sample around the country, but I think the Rays, if you put their TV and radio teams together, they're top 10 in the business. I think it's Easy. A, I think both have been quality listens for a long time. And 58-year-old Dave Wills died yesterday morning. And that's just one of those things in which if you're, you know, even a casual sports fan, never mind if you're a Rays fan, you're like, oh, no. Stop me in my tracks. One, because he's died at 58. Yeah. I mean, that that's, that's the first part of it. He's a young guy. Mm -hmm. And like you said, they were a really good duo. They'd done it together for a long time. And that's part of what baseball is, at least to you and I. You, you and I are – of similar age to to what Dave was, and 
baseball for us is largely as much of a radio sport as it is a television sport. Yes, very much so. You know, baseball on the radio is a companion that you took with you in the summer. You know, where I grew up do it would mean down the shore. You know, where Mark grew up, it would be to the lake or lakes. And you took your team with you. And the radio broadcaster oftentimes had as much popularity as the TV folks. And Dave Wills, along with Andy Freed, a really good team. They were informative. They were funny. Poked fun at themselves. Had no problem addressing press box food. Okay, during the broadcast. You know, some of the choices and some of the newer ballparks. Dave Wills, before doing 18 years of Rays, did over a decade of the White Sox. But Dave Wills, who missed the last two weeks of last year's regular season with some heart issues. He had to get checked out. He did come back and do the playoff series when they lost to the Guardians. And he and Andy did the broadcast Saturday. Spring training game. Uh, Dave Wills passed away at 58. Sad day for the Rays and for Rays fans and really for baseball fans because that's a a fraternity that does a hell of a job of, as David said, being the extension of that team to so many people. And he was that, very much so to that Rays team for 18 seasons broadcasting the games. And as we've talked about, you know, for those that, you know, mock Rays and Marlins, ah, they don't have any fans, nobody cares. Actually, the Rays have tremendous TV and radio ratings. They do. You know, the Rays network may not be the biggest network in the world. This isn't the Cubs and the Twins and and what have you. But Rays do really well, TV and radio. They do excellent numbers. And, Mark, you and I are of the belief that, that this is where the broadcasters count. 100%. And as you mentioned, particularly at the start of his tenure when they weren't good and when people aren't going to the games, but they're still listening. That's that extension that you and I have always talked about to the fan base. And David Wills dead at the age of 58. The starting five on the other side. We thank you so very much for listening right here on the Florida Sports Network. You're listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. 22 minutes before the hour, Miller and Moulton, Florida Sports Network, floridasportsnetwork.com. Thanks so much for being with us. Got a good show lined up today. Steve Carney, stpete9.com. A Rays podcast under the orange roof. He'll join us one hour from now. Man, what a bad weekend for the Lightning. Woo-wee. Been a bad week, week and a half for the Lightning. It's five in a row. Henry Yoho to join us to talk about what in the wide world of sports is going on there. He'll join us in the 8 o'clock hour. Right now it is time for... The Starting Five. Five stories you need to know. It's the starting five on Miller and Moulton. Here's number one. Well, I hope you're all ready now 
okay? Because the madness has already been incredible. And for most everyone, it hasn't even started yet. Ah, here we go. Kane Saturday won the number one seed in the ACC tournament. They beat Pitt by two at home. They finished in a tie with Virginia, but since they had beaten the Cavaliers in the regular season, they're the one seed. They get the double bye in the upcoming ACC tournament. Mark, most bracketologists have FAU in. They finished off the regular season. They won the road trip at Rice, and then Saturday night, a tough La Tech team. It's not an easy place to play for us in Louisiana. They won it, close one. They finished 28 and three. Our buddy Shelby Mast has got them in, even if they lose early in their conference tournament. We wouldn't recommend it, but we're just saying. Those look like the two teams from Florida that'll be representing in the madness this year, the Canes and FAU. UCF, by the way, finished their regular season off with a win. They'll play SMU in their conference tournament opener. South Florida finished their season off with a loss. They'll play East Carolina Thursday in their conference tournament opener. If you may have missed it, five automatic bids handed out over the weekend. UNC Asheville overcame a big deficit yesterday. All right. They won the Big South. SEMO. Southeast Missouri State, S-E-M-O. Mark, they won four games in four days. Boom, 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 and boom. Two moving overtime. They won the Ohio Valley. Drake beat Bradley in the showdown for the Missouri Valley Conference. They whooped Bradley, in fact. Bradley's 25-9, and nine, probably going to the NIT. Well, let me tell you, I'd much rather have Bradley in than one of the 19 Big Ten teams who are on the You ball. and me both, but they're on the next four out list from Shelby, so they're not going to the tournament. It's too bad. Drake wasn't going if they lost either, for the record. I mean, that was a... a, Ridiculous. You're right. Uh, Kennesaw State won the A-Sun, first time ever. They beat Liberty, who's always the favorite, 67-66. And, uh, Mark, that rule that we talked about last week, the whole Division II... Moving up to D1, four-year transition period, you're not eligible to go to the NCAAs. Well, Merrimack's one of those schools. They made the final of the Northeast Conference Tournament. So that means the team they're playing is automatically in. Fairly Dickinson's in. They don't even have to win it. They're in. Fairly Dickinson's in New Jersey. When I was growing up there, we used to refer to that school as fairly ridiculous. Let's just say it's not an Ivy League school. That's all I'm saying. Uh, tonight, Mark, the Sun Belt title between South Alabama and Louisiana and the SoCon title between Chattanooga and Furman. Yesterday, bunch of bubble teams like Penn State rallying from a double-digit deficit second half, beating Maryland at home 65-64. Are the Nittany Lions in? They're definitely bubblicious, I'll tell you that, heading into the Big Ten tournament. So's Michigan. They lost at was at Indiana in overtime, 75-73. The Wolverines are 17 and 14. 14 losses. Probably going to have a 15th loss. You're telling me this is a tournament team? Come on. Rutgers has lost six of eight after losing their best player to injury. I know they got some nice wins in January. This is March. 
They lost at home to Northwestern by 12. By the way, Northwestern picked 13th in the 14-team league by median coaches. 13th. They're the two seed in the Big Ten tournament. Thank you very much. The two seed. They don't play till Friday. And Wisconsin, despite their 13 losses, won in the barn in Minneapolis. They beat Minnesota 71-67. So between Penn State, Michigan, Rutgers, Wisconsin, who knows who's in and who's out. Makes for a pretty exciting Big Ten tournament, though. Not the Saturday-Sunday part. Who cares? And the Wednesday-Thursday-Friday parts where this tournament's really at. It's going to determine bids. The weekend? Eh, whatever. Um, Mark, we've been doing the show a long time and really maybe once in 2013, I could have said this and you wouldn't have laughed me off the show, but the New York Knicks are a good team. I know what in the wide world of sports is going on here. And not because their record's good. It's because their record's good and they're beating good teams to get that record. Mark, they've beaten the Celtics three times in five weeks. Twice in Boston, including last night, double overtime. No Jalen Brunson for the Knicks. And they beat the Celtics 131-129. They won nine in a row. Haven't lost since before the All-Star break. Steph returned, scored 27. Warriors lost at the Lakers, however. AD with 39. LA is just a half a game back, trying to get in the play-in. Trust me, we know. We all know right where LA is. That's the Lakers. You know. Uh, KD with 37, including hitting the big shot late to overcome Lucas 34. Phoenix over Dallas, 131-26. These teams dislike one another. They are blankety-blanking each other on the court during these games. It is glorious. Right now, they would not meet up in the first round of the playoffs. Whatever has to be done to get a 4-5 matchup between Phoenix and Dallas, I'm in. Maybe a 3-6 matchup. Whatever we got to do, make it happen. Not only that, Kyrie against KD in the first round. Come on, got to admit, even if you don't like the NBA, that would be fairly entertaining. Orlando lost at home to Portland. Hey, come on, guys. You're trying to become a good team. You can't do that. Uh, Lillard with 41. Do you hear the news about Jonathan Isaac? Oh, got hurt again. He's out for the year. Two and a half years he missed with his knee injuries. He comes back and, I don't know, an abductor. It's, I don't know. I, I in my, On my body, I don't even know if I have one. Okay, anyway, he's out for the year. He played 11 games this year. You and I are looking for deductors. <laughs> I know. We, don't need to add, we don't need to add anything. I'm about to do my taxes this week. I'm looking for deductions. Okay, but I don't know. He's hurt. He's out. Hey, did you hear about John Morant? Ho, ho. <laughs> On the court, walking around with his daughter, all smiles. Okay, want to do an ad campaign around him. Apparently, off the court, nothing but strip clubs and guns. Well, unless he's playing basketball and beating up teenagers. And um, so John Morant actually posted a video of him at a strip club with a gun. Ah, not smart. I mean, even the NBA had to go, whoa, now. We know you players run the league, but we got to draw the line here. And the Memphis Grizzlies said, uh, yeah, John, we need to talk. And so he's not going to play for at least a couple games. 
One of them was last night in Los Angeles where Memphis blew a 15-point fourth-quarter lead and lost to the Clippers, 135-129. Milwaukee beat Washington. Indiana with a painful loss for the Bulls who are trying to get in the play in. Indiana beat them by three. And uh, bad news for the Heat, Brooklyn beat Charlotte. The Heat are two and a half back of the Nets for the sixth spot, trying to avoid the play in. Two and a half. That, that margins, you know, we're down to about 20 or so games. Just saying. Uh, the Lightning have lost how many in a row? Five. Wow. So Saturday, they lose in Buffalo. John Cooper, their Hall of Fame head coach, all right, benches Stamkos, Point, and um, who's the, the Russian winger there? Um, uh, scores all the points. Yeah. Okay. So he benches that line for the whole third period. Kucherov. Thank you. So they get benched. Now, that's pretty blatant. I mean, everybody now on the bench realizes what's going on. I mean, they got five great players on the team. Three of them aren't playing in the third period. And after the game, Cooper goes, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. They they weren't any good. Okay, take a look at the plus minus. They, they weren't any good. I I thought we had a better chance with them not playing. They're, they're great players, and they'll come back. But no, don't know what to tell you. And he was actually right. They nearly came back from a 4-1 deficit, gave up an empty netter, lost 5-3. So they go to Carolina last night. You figure, you know, the boys will respond. Yeah, 6-0 Carolina. Shots were 38-14. to They give up four power play goals. Four power play goals. Kucherov, point, Stamkos, not a point between them, obviously. Hell, only two shots on goal between them. New Jersey keeping pace with Carolina. They won in overtime, 5-4. Vegas a winner. The Kraken, thanks to Yanni Gord, former Bolt, with the overtime winner against Colorado, and Philly beat Detroit 3-1. NFL, they did the combine last week and over the weekend. Um... The quarterback workouts got all the attention. Levis apparently had a great workout. Stroud had a great workout. Richardson had a great workout. Bryce Young didn't work out and was measured at 5 feet, 10 and 1 eighth inches and 204 pounds. Basically, he's Kyler Murray. So now make your draft plans accordingly. Kyler Murray did go first overall, after all. Uh, Tomorrow is the last day that tags can be administered. Lamar. Daniel Jones, okay, expect Evan Ingram, Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard to get tags if nothing has worked out in the next 24 hours. Um, XFL, D.C. and Houston are both 3-0. Vegas and Orlando are both 0-3. Orlando lost to Arlington 10-9. So close, Mark. So close. Golf, Kurt Kitayama. Birdied 17, won the Arnold Palmer Invitational by one over Rory and Harris English, by two over Cantlay, Spieth, and Scheffler. Man, could they get a better leaderboard? And Rom was the first-round leader. One of the great stories, though, club pro Greg Koch from the greater Orlando area came back Saturday morning, parred his last hole to make the cut. He finished T-68. He won $42,000. For a club pro, that's a lot of money. That's a good weekend right there. LPGA in Singapore, Jim Young Co. Her first win in nearly a year by two over Nelly Corda. 
William Byron won in Vegas. He led 176 laps. Kyle Larson was second. Ross Chastain, 12th, but he's first in the points by three. Hey, did you hear Chastain was did a podcast with somebody? And uh, that podcaster said, yeah, Ross is interested in uh, racing IndyCar. Now, not tomorrow or anything, but he's like, no, he's interested. He, he, he raced everything it. else. Yeah. Just saying. I'd love to see these guys do the double. I love when they do Indy and Charlotte on the same day. Uh, tennis, Novak Djokovic had to withdraw from Indian Wells because his waiver request to enter the country unvaccinated was denied. Again, the U.S. is ending its COVID emergency declaration policy on May 11th. So he'll be able to enter the country unvaccinated beginning May 11th. But he wanted a waiver because he also wanted to play Indian Wells, wanted to play in Miami coming up in a couple of weeks. Yeah, it was denied. And finally... You know, we mentioned the sad news in baseball. Longtime Rays radio broadcaster Dave Wills passed away yesterday morning, suddenly at the age of 58. But there was some college baseball over the weekend, Mark. FGCU went into Tallahassee and took two or three from the Knolls, and the Gators at home took two or three from the Canes. College baseball season's about three, four weeks old, and uh, just thought I'd mention it, let everybody know. And that, at eight minutes before the hour, was... That was the starting five every weekday morning at this time on Miller and Moulton. Sounds like the starting five and you added a bench player, but that's okay. Oh, yeah, that was, I had a bunch of, you know, three A, B, C, four A, B, C. Yeah, it's March. And then that college baseball just for Bobby Jones coming in off the bench for a quick hitter. Yeah, well, need that six man. Well, at least it was in state stuff. No complaints. Just it was a good six man. That's all. Thought you'd appreciate it. I did. And we appreciate you texting the show at 21,000-21-000. If you have anything to add, say about what we've talked about. I know there was a few texts waiting for me. When I came in this morning, because we were not on the air on Friday with some internet problems here at the headquarters, but things are fixed and we are back and happy that you are joining us. Miller and Moulton right here on the Florida Sports Network. 